goody was goody mr mercy in the building i'm your man cool breeze send radio cash yo what's what's good y'all y'all miss us out there <laughs> what's going on people how's everything going what's going on mr Merce? i'm i'm blessed over here man it's been uh almost two weeks since we dropped the episode and we would like to apologize to anybody um out there that subscribed uh, we got a lot going on we got a lot to discuss so our apologies uh in advance but uh we hope to bring you a a, a good show so you know let's get that out there first and foremost yeah definitely definitely send our apologies to everybody and um we're gonna make it happen man so what's going on man well i mean it's a lot a lot been going on uh, as far as atlanta's concerned uh we we just recently uh, had the uh, president, uh, the presidential election, rather, right uh, here, and um, they're claiming that, you know, the state of Georgia turned blue. Um, it's mm. kind of weird, kind of strange, but we're gonna we're gonna touch on some of this during the subject matter um, that we have for today's show. But uh, me, I'm just I'm doing good, man. Um, I've been taking it easy, man. Mm. Um, I'm walking. Uh, doing a lot more exercising, mm. take care of myself, physical, and also on the spiritual level. They're doing a lot of meditating mm. and trying to actually get deeper into my meditations as well. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. What about yourself? Okay, no, that sounds good, man. I mean, I'm pretty much doing things on the same level. I've been doing a hell of a lot of working out. Um, you know, a lot of calisthenics, um, purchase some weights whatever i could find that was available because you know a lot of these weights are hard to find and if you find them you're paying like hundreds of dollars for some basic stuff before the pandemic it would have cost like way less than that but um you know just doing um the weight a little bit of weights calisthenics doing a lot of hiking up in the hills and stuff like that and some running and um just drinking a lot of water and just trying to eat right man just trying to Come on, t- come outside of this, um, this, uh, you know, quarantine or whatever we're having, on top, and just trying to be sharp and just utilizing this time, man, to just uh, make uh, powerful steps forward, and you know, and just deal with the situation at hand. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. Cool, man. Cool, man. So for all the listeners just tuning in, this is Sin Radio Cast. I'm Mr. Mercy, and that's my man, Cool B. And uh, today, uh, we would like to title the show State of Chaos, mm. because it appears that we are experiencing some form of chaos or some state of it, because looking at things, the way the election just played out, and we're going to start really there. Um, the subject matter is going to be based around the state of chaos. So we would like to start with the presidential election against uh, Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden, his opponent. Uh, to all, all those people that's been on the rock for the last four years or so, maybe a little less, uh, Donald Trump is the current president of the United States. Yeah. And uh, the Democratic Party elected um, former Vice President Joe Biden. Um, he was a uh, vice president under Barack Obama. Yeah. And he's been under the rock. He is the uh, Democratic uh, nominee running against Trump. Now, initially, the media reported that. Joe Biden is now the president-elect. Unfortunately, the media does not really finalize that. So a lot of people are saying that Joe Biden did win that election, but Donald Mm -hmm. Trump 
uh, has a different take on the situation. And <laughs> yeah. Now we're kind of in a state of chaos because I remember when the results first came in, uh, people were celebrating uh, up in New York. People were tap dancing, bump mm-hmm. dancing. Yeah. Cars. And they were, you know, like acting like they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was was that the case out there in California? What, what was going on over there? Dude, it, it was everywhere because I tuned in. I, I try not to watch the media too much, but, um, you know, people were out here in L.A. and they were downtown L.A. by the, um, by the courthouse and they were out there booty shaking and, and running up and down the street with their signs and booty shaking. Yeah, man, it was crazy. So I was just, okay. But then on the flip side, I saw, you know, a lot of Trump supporters out there as well, too, kind of arguing with a lot of the the Biden supporters. And but this wasn't just out here. It wasn't in New York. It wasn't just in Atlanta. It was like I saw it going on throughout all of these major cities that this was happening. So I think that when I saw that, I felt that um, people thought that, I guess, and this is just from some of the people that I spoke to and they were feeling that, you know, racism is going to be over, you know, the, the world is going to change. I'm like, well, racism is not going to be over and the world is definitely changing. But is it changing for the better or is it changing for the worse? And going back to the topic, a state of um, chaos, like what's really going on with, with the election and just with people's overall thinking? You know, and and where and in what direction do you Absolutely. feel? And what direction do you feel we're headed in? Well, listen, that's not really clear right now because, like I said, we're not even sure who the winner of this election is. And the reason why we're not sure is because Donald Trump, I believe, hired um, former mayor of New York City Rudolph Giuliani to represent him um, in bringing forth uh, some allegations of voter fraud. Now, how true this is? I am not 100% sure, but it seems like he's taking it seriously and he's bringing this to the forefront. And it looks like he's delaying handing over the keys, so to speak, to the next administration, which would be, so far, would be so-called President-elect Biden. But I'm not even sure this is even accurate to call him President-elect because we had a situation like this many years ago where we thought Al Gore won the presidency and it turned out to be George Bush Jr. So... Um, it's kind of in this gray area right now and everything's kind of flexible at this point. And the thing about it is too, it, it, it's too much gray area. And I say this because with this whole uh, mail-in ballot situation that's been going on, you know, it, it's, it's very easy for so many people to put in other ballots for people who are you know, who don't vote or who have been deceased. And, um, you know, and this is the first time this has ever really happened like this, where, you know, where two people were running up against um, the seat for presidency. And it was so long for the announcement to be made because I'm not even sure right now if they're still counting votes or that has stopped. But usually when, you know, you have somebody going up for the presidency after a certain, period of time which is less than a like the, the less than a day the, or right. the following day 
they will announce who won the presidency. But it was like what two, three days after. I and, know. Um, and they didn't make an announcement till about Saturday, last right. Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of weird in itself. So people are just asking a lot of questions, and right now, like you know, I say about a, a little, little less than the, probably about a week later, you don't really hear people. You don't see the people dancing. It's kind of like, uh, where are you right now? So like we're in the twilight zone to, you know, so to speak. So it's kind of <laughs> right now, you know, I don't know how to explain it. The best way I can, the best, the best way to describe it is just kind of a, a state of chaos. Like we don't really know what's what. So I've never really experienced anything like this, so to speak. So, you know, it's a little weird, but I want to bring up something cool, B, mm-hmm. you know, from the state of New York, we grew up in New York, right? And it was crazy because I wanted to bring this up that uh, some lawyers from the Bar Association in New York uh, allegedly are bringing into consideration uh, for the state of New York to make it mandatory to take vaccinations. Okay, this yeah. is very strange that the day that they came in with this so-called announcement for Joe Biden being president-elect that the state of New York was very swift. I'm not gonna say the state of New York, but these lawyers from the, the Bar Association representing the state of New York right. um, is to the forefront. And it's actually on a website um, called precisionvaccinations.com. And they brought this story. And what they said was, um, these lawyers are trying to bring a mandatory COVID-19 vaccination and what bothers me about this is I'm not tripping on vaccinations and things of that nature. Mm. But what bothers me about this is they would like to reject vaccine exemptions for religious, philosophical, or personal reasons. Wow. That's 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 major. That's, that's, that's pretty major. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times for all those folks that don't know, um, when it came to a lot of these other vaccinations you did have an option and yes. reasons was one of the major ways you can get out of having to take a mandatory vaccine and also personal beliefs which is not as strong but still you know it gave you some individual rights now it looks like they're proposing something that just kind of just kind of broad strokes everyone you know and I'm thinking to myself, does this make it mandatory for people with like pre-existing conditions, things of that nature? I mean, come on, man. There's so many factors that involve uh, people's health. You know, a lot of people are not 100% and they're operating at maybe 75% of what they're supposed to be operating at. And mm-hmm. all those people into the same category where it's still mandatory for them? Yeah, I think that you're kind of um, walking on a on a thin line here with that because the thing is, there have been people that never took a vaccination or who are anti-vaccination and they're healthy and they've been healthy for years. So all of all of a sudden now, this is something that's going to be mandatory for anyone regardless of religion. I think when you hear something like that, it's just like it makes it makes your heart skip a beat for a second because so let's say they make it mandatory that you do take this vaccination and you don't take it so what will happen then what what's what's the outcome of that and also 
I was uh, looking up something online where Ticketmasters, you know, um, this is where you get all your tickets from for concerts and, and different outside events and, and um, whatever. So Ticketmasters is now stating that in order for you to purchase tickets through their company for any type of um, event, now you must show that you have a vaccination shot before you even purchase your ticket. So it's, you have to upload something on your phone and send it to Ticketmaster in order for you to purchase a ticket. So I'm like, wow, so this is right now. So I'm looking at it like, so say like you can't, if you want to go to a concert, you can't go to a concert unless you have a vaccination. So what? So what's the next step outside of that? Mm. Ooh, wow. Something to think about, folks. Something to think about. I mean, that's that's so crazy to me that the whole world is just changing and conforming like this, all because of a a virus. Uh, right. This is this is something unprecedented, man. I don't I don't recall ever seeing something like this. I've heard about the Spanish flu and things of that nature, right? But mm -hmm. I've never seen uh, a reaction like this one uh, for something like COVID nineteen and what it tells me is that if a state like New York adopts a policy like this, you better be sure. You better be sure. You better bet your bottom dollar. You better be sure that other states are going to follow suit because New York City is the largest city in the country and the rest of the nation tends to follow the trends right. that come out of New York and in states like California, like, like, like you know, California, uh, cities like LA, Okay, oh, yeah. states, uh, those big cities tend to hold a lot of weight. And you can expect if a city like New York is willing to do something like this, then other state representatives might be considering the same thing. Right. So the thing is also, what you're saying that is that um, a lot of these cities, mayors, and people that sit on boards all speak to other people from different states as well, too. So don't think like the mayor from New York and the mayor from LA or the mayor from who's in Miami or these major cities don't speak to each other. or don't have, I'm not saying they could be friends or whatever, but they don't kick back ideas and things like that because you have so many people that travel from these cities to cities. Also, what's gonna happen if New York City or New York State makes it mandatory that you need to take these vaccinations what happens if a person wants to go and visit New York City? Do you have to take a vaccination in order to visit New York City? Right, exactly. And that's why I said that you couldn't bet your bottom dollar that a lot of states are going to follow this blindly uh, most times and they will adopt these policies. Now, um, with that aside, we, we also got uh, a little less than a week ago that Chicago rapper King Vaughn was um, shot and killed down here in Atlanta after having a fight and having a dispute with someone um, in the back of a nightclub. I forget the name of the nightclub. Mm. King Vaughn, whose real name is um, Davon Daquan Bennett, is um, an artist that was signed to a fellow Chicago rapper label, um, Lil Durk. The, the, the name of the label, um, what is it? Um, I just had it here in my notes. He's signed to, um, I know he signed to um, Little Dirk's label. Right. Um, I don't have to think of that. Of, um, a street called O Block. 
O'Blocking okay, in Chicago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's that, the name of that label in a second, but um, he is signed a little dirt, and he was killed uh, after dispute. Um, details are still a bit sketchy, but um, his manager did have an interview with DJ Academics, right? And um, he revealed a few things about the situation that night and cleared up a few in in uh, inaccuracies in the story that was mm-hmm. being let out to the public. So I'm glad he was able to come forward and clear up, clear up a few things. But uh, what's unique about this night with uh, involving King Vaughn is that a lot of the people in his circle said he, it was a bit strange um, that he would do that. He would just jump up and go out there and start fighting. It's like almost like he caught his own crew off guard with what he did. And the way his manager described it, at least, mm-hmm. is that he was sleeping, he kind of jumped up, he heard somebody's name. Apparently, this might have been a person that he did not see eye to eye with, and he was just quick out the car like that. And the next thing you know, he's fighting, and then gunshots. And I mean, it's just crazy to me how quickly things can escalate and go left. I mean, amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, because I saw the footage, and it seemed like everything happened so quickly, I couldn't even really make out what was really happening with the footage. And I don't tend to like to watch footage of people getting shot and killed like that because it does something to your psyche. But um, I just think like, if you look at this year alone of 2020, there have been so many artists who have died by the hands of, you know, gun violence. So it's just like, um, like what's the situation that's happening? Like what's really going on with a lot of these artists getting killed and shooting back at other label, um, rival label, gangs or label heads and things of that nature right i want to put this out there that f fbg duck was another chicago rapper uh that was recently killed back in august yes. he was in a very prominent area in chicago um while he was shopping and this guy was actually a rival of king bond's crew, oh, uh, okay. crew from uh area of Southside chicago called uh, Parkway Gardens, and, and, and that's what they call Oprah. And mm-hmm. I believe old person, actually a person that was in that area that passed away as well. I could be wrong with that, but I believe that was someone, someone with a name, O, uh, O in his name is who they named that street after. So they call that Oprah. Okay. The lake, by the way, um, is called um, Only the Family. Only the Family's Little Dirk's label. Um, that was the label I was trying to Okay. But mm. he's the guy that put um King Vaughn out and um Lil Dirk is also a um affiliate of Chief Keeps as well. So okay. yeah, it's uh it's crazy in Chicago and it's not just Chicago, it's many areas around the country. For instance, we just recently, a few days after King Vaughn was killed, we us being in a state of chaos, we end up losing another rapper by the name of uh, Mo Three, and he was a Dallas rapper. And I really like this guy. I mean, this guy has some real dope music. Yeah. He was signed to Little Boosie. And um, we're just getting news today that Little Boosie went to attend 
like a vigil for his artist and was shot at and may have been shot in his leg. So if that's the case, we were praying for Lil Boosie, man, because Lil Boosie is a, is a legend, you know, in these streets and a legend in the industry as well. So yeah, we're praying for Lil Boosie, man, who went out there just to pay his respects. Yeah. And it's just crazy how you know, people are just gunning, man, like that. Not really thinking, just gunning. And we're just like really in a sad state of chaos, man. Like I said before, just can't keep stressing that. Yeah, I think, um, I hope Little Booty's all right. I like him a lot. He's, um, I, I like the way he speaks. He's a very intelligent guy. And, um, you know, and he's about his business and stuff like that and raising his family and stuff. So I hope he pulls through okay. Um, I just think, here's a question, man, because I remember, you know, it's been countless musicians and artists that have to go and kind of defend hip hop music or rap music and throughout the years. So you had like back in the day, I think this was like the late 80s, early 90s is like the, the legendary group, Two Live Crew. They had to go down to, um, to where was it? to uh, Capitol Hill, I believe, and go to speak to Congress about their music. Right. Um, you know, being that they were saying that their music was like misogynistic and, you know, it encourages people to do crazy things or whatever. And then, and then the thing is that they had to go to court for months behind this and they won their case. I remember specifically, you know, when Two Life Crew had a concert, you know, there were certain things that they couldn't do up until they won their case. So they had agents at their concert watching the show just to make sure that they weren't doing certain things unless they were going to get arrested there at their own show. And I remember that. And also, I remember back in um, September of um, 2007, um, Master P and David Banner had to go down and discuss, you know, stereotypes and um, and degrading lyrics and had to defend the hip hop industry. And they had to go to Washington as well to go down there and, and to speak to people in Congress because what Congress was trying to do was they were trying to shut down the hip hop industry, man. And then I remember when that happened, people were saying, well, I don't really think David Banner was the best guy to go down there and and to speak on the behalf of hip-hop heads and and the hip-hop family and this and that but but then the thing is you know david banner if you look at how he is now and a lot of people didn't know at that particular point in time that david banner is a college graduate and he was actually on his college debate team and a lot of people didn't know that so then people were like oh wow okay well and then it's like you kind of shut you kind of kind of crapping on david banner and crapping on master p but these are two intelligent black men who are very successful in the music business and outside of the music business. But my question was, or is, how many people would you say went along to help these guys to get their story and their case and everything together? You know, you have more people that will go out and criticize these guys for trying to help to save not just themselves, but you know, the hip hop as a whole, where hip hop came from nothing, and people have generated millions upon millions of dollars, you know. So I say that to say this, with all these killings and shootings that are happening between artists, is right. the government gonna step in and try to regulate these labels, try to regulate hip hop music, or just try to shut it down as a whole? Well, I don't think the government is gonna try to shut hip hop down because hip hop at this point is worldwide. Um, it, is, it is birthed here. You know, born in the Bronx, 
and it's spread around the world. So right. at this point, and it's just like it's really almost impossible to shut hip hop down. But I do think there will be a lot more pressure on these artists uh, moving forward, especially since the COVID nineteen situation and things of that nature already taking place. Now with all these recent killings, there was even a guy who was um, a famous pretty well-known dentist in Dallas as well that was actually shot and robbed as well. Yes. So it's been a crazy last two weeks since the president election and all the things that transpired between King Vaughn, Mo3, uh, this dentist guy, Little Boosie. It's been a lot going on, you know? And like I said, it has been a very crazy state of chaos. And I'm wondering when are we gonna start to see a little bit more calmness in this little storm, so to speak. You know, that's what I'm thinking at this moment. Like, when are we gonna get a little more balance? Because it just seems like the world has been a little bit off balance. And I spoke on this on the previous episode mm. that I do feel like we're going through a bit of a shift here. And it's not just on the, it's just not a, 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 a literal physical shift, but we're also talking about a spiritual shift, okay? Mm. And you're seeing a lot of things revealing themselves in the process. So is this part of a greater situation? You know, is 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 that what it is? Is that what we're witnessing right now? You know, may, it, it might it might be. So, you know, that's the way I'm looking at things right now. Um, so yeah, man, um, rest in peace to Mo3, King Von, you know, Boosty, hold your head, man. Like I said, I, I really, I didn't really listen to a lot of King Vaughn, but I did watch his interview with Adam 22, and he seemed like a really laid back cat, serious about his business, didn't really speak loud. Mm -hmm. And I watched the video, I believe it was called Welcome, Welcome to Oblock, I believe it was called, and they followed to his uh, neighborhood in Chicago on the south side, on Oblock, and he's there in the projects with his peoples, and he's giving out money to just, just about everybody, man. I mean, mm. sad to watch somebody go like that. And you just got to think to yourself, like, when a guy like that goes that was taking care of so many people, mm -hmm. right, what's going to happen as retaliation for that? Because that's, don't cast in Chicago, don't play that, you know. Right. But anybody that's listening from outside of the country, I know we got a lot of listeners. Shout outs to London. You know, shout outs to our folks in Europe, the Caribbean. Yes. Yeah. All over the world, Japan, Amsterdam, you name it. Whoever's out here within airshot of this episode, yo, we give sh big shout outs to y'all. Please let us know where y'all checking in from. You yes. know what I'm saying? Definitely. Check it. You know what I'm saying? So shout outs to y'all, man, for taking this time out to to listen to this podcast. Now, state of state of um state of chaos is the is the episode, and we're just going over several things: the, the presidential election within the United States, um, the mm -hmm. death of uh, rappers King Vaughn and Mo Three from Dallas, Texas, mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's it's just been a crazy week. Now, I wanted to touch on one more point based around the subject matter. Okay, good. You know, I wanted to ask a question because me and you were talking the other day and we were talking about the whole election thing. Yeah. And the question is, in the age of Aquarius, which is the age of information, mm -hmm. are we being bombarded with too much information? I think, yes. We are definitely bombarded with a lot of information. I think now we have so many different 
outlets, as far as media outlets, it's just hard to kind of keep track of each and every outlet. So you have mainstream outlets and you have independent outlets. Right. I tend to listen to both from time to time, but I like what's happening on the independent level because the independent level is giving more people a platform to be on the, you know, boots on the ground, seeing what's going on, videoing and 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 speaking to the people and and really getting out there and and seeing, you know, what the people are really saying on the street. Now, the majors are reporting information, but some of the information is very um, limited. It's, it's sort of like it's cherry picked when you're talking about um, certain topics and things of that nature. But it's just like you're only getting like one small part of what's happening. But you like, know, I like I like to really speak to you know the people, or I like for the um, the independent media to speak to the people. You know, just you know the homeowners, the business owners in a specific area, and and cover more ground as to see like what's really happening because I think you're gonna get more raw answers from people that are out on the street. Absolutely, man, I totally, I totally agree, excuse me. And another thing about some of the major news outlets is a lot of them are biased. Yeah. Um, very, very biased. You can, you can see it in uh, CNN a lot, you see it in um, MSNBC. A lot of these news outlets are very, very biased. I mean, when it came to the President Trump, I mean, listen, man, there's nobody perfect. I'm not the biggest Trump fan or whatever, but the right. way the media reported on him, it was so biased that it's almost like unfair, you know? And people say, oh, he's talking about the news is fake. Well, some of that news is fake. I mean, some of this, I remember like, I'll give you an example. I remember a month or two ago, maybe several months ago, where the news media was trying to report that Trump disrespected the military. Right. And they put this whole student, I forget the details of it, but they they provided no evidence. They provided nothing. Just, they just threw it out there that they Trump did. disrespected the military. Um, no evidence, just put this story out there. And then, you know, people talked about it for like a week and then it just disappeared. And the reason why things like this disappeared is because there's no real evidence. There's no real re research in being done, you right. know? And sometimes it just seems like somebody's in the office bored with not enough to talk about and they just come up with this story to put out there to the world for the uh, you know, unsuspecting consumer to latch onto and bite on. Right. And then also, sometimes when you're watching the news, you know, me personally, I don't tend to believe a lot of the stuff that I'm watching, like a lot of the footage and stuff, because most people don't even really know that, you know, when you're on a, um, on a um, news set, right? The news set is just pretty much like a film set. You know, they have like the green screen in the back, they have the fans blowing and things like that. So it's sort of like a production as well too. And a lot of people are like, oh no, that's not true. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm a writer. <laughs> I work in production. I've worked in production. And, and you know, it's a bunch of things that I've seen like, wow, okay, this is what it really is. Wow, okay. But a lot of those things are like, even when, you know, you're watching 
the um the, the news anchor standing up and you see the weather in the back and all of that all of that is green screen and computer generated man <laughs> so people don't people see these things and oh, okay well no well this is actually i'm like no nah, it's not what you think it is man so it's just like you have to really do your homework and my thing is that i don't like to jump to conclusions i like to come with facts i like to come with information and not from just one source from multiple sources just say you know this is what i feel this is or this is what i feel this is not people need to investigate and research the source uh, a lot of people are just jumping on these stories i call them the copy and paste addicts you know these are the people just copy and paste things they don't validate it they don't even validate the, the media outlets their, their credibility uh, sometimes these guys are playing pranks they'll put a story out there that's not 100 percent true and people will latch into it they'll start sharing it so please folks don't fall for the clickbait um please be able to decipher the proper information so you can form your own opinion and um please beware of biased media i mean like i said if joe biden does indeed become the uh, next president what will the media be talking about because the last about four years they've been talking about trump 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 what will the media be talking about to keep the people's attention that's that's my question right i think that in itself is a distraction as well too when you keep focusing on one thing and you don't focus on other stuff that's happening so people really need to kind of smarten up and i think now more than ever you have a lot of people who are uh, becoming enlightened because of the situation that is happening right now because i don't i feel like a lot of people never really went through a situation like this whole pandemic where it just kind of made certain things come to a complete halt and had to make people think like wow i was cruising working i had a daily routine but now it's just like damn what am i have to, what am i going to do i have to reinvent myself i'm thinking like what's the next move how are the next few years going to look are the next few years going to look like this because nothing is going to return back to normal but what is going to be the new norm right we did a show on that Yes, we did. You know, yeah. Um, things of that nature. So go check that episode out as well. But just moving forward, I just want folks out there to realize that things are going to change, but the only thing guaranteed in life is change. So please, folks, um, be mindful. Um, things are not going to be exactly the same, but it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Okay. There's great new things that are waiting to be discovered, new experiences that are being, you know, that are ready to be experienced and things of that nature. So, you know, let's just take that into consideration through the chaos comes the calm. And uh, that's why I want people to take away from the show is that even though we're in a state of chaos at the moment, chaos is necessary. And the chaos is not the end all be all. The chaos is just a shift between the, the old norm to the new norm. Yep. I just want y'all to take that in mind. I don't want y'all to panic out there. Um, take your time. Um, plan out the next few months and always be prepared man buy some extra toilet paper you never know just just be prepared because water is a lot of people are not prepared and I think what we should take from this is that we want to be more prepared extra water in your house uh, you know extra canned goods and, and things of that nature because you just never know 
what down the line. And I'm not trying to be, you know, Mr. Doom and Gloom because things can definitely get better. But, you know, as far as your um, 100%. And I think that, um, you know, to piggyback off of what you said, you know, you should always have, you know, your, your supplies and what you're trying to do in life. Still go out for your goals and, and stack and do the necessary things you have to do. But just be mindful that things could always change. That's it, you know? And on that note, man, we're going to wrap it up. This is Sin Radio Cast. All those just tuning in. I'm your host, Mr. Mercy. I'm your man, Cool Breeze. This is Sin Radio Cast. I'll see y'all next episode. Peace. Peace.